0: And welcome to episode number two of race cars and jail bars I am your host for this week and we'll get into that in a minute Brent Gleason alongside me is my co-host and brother Jesse Gleason I've been fired <laughs> not really fired <laughs> no no what I mean by that is um, we took a week off because we said all right look first episodes done that's our pilot that's us getting our feet wet in doing the show we didn't have any idea what we wanted to do Genuinely, right? We have no idea what we're doing with this type of show. We have, with the format. Yeah, with this kind of with thing. With the format, yeah. Right. We're used to presenting a news based entertainment opinion style, you know, type of podcast, which is what we normally do. But this is more inf- informational and presenting what facts and figures and lives and biographies and. You Long know, story short, we're going to switch off every other week. Yeah. <laughs> so we were originally going to do yeah. this. It was basically going to be Jesse's baby, and it was going to be him doing all the research, him doing all the work, and I was just going to be a talking head sitting here. And I just kind of... There's no fun in that because I didn't, I'm doing all the work. Right. Then I started researching yeah, Brent's stuff. Brent's good at this, so... yeah, <laughs> I started researching things, and I'm like, man, this is actually kind of fun to research stuff and find things and look into people's lives and find the little stuff that people may not know about. I I find that kind of fascinating. And for this week, I'm going to present the show, like I said. We're not going to go bi-weekly. We're going to alternate. And it's going to be Jesse first, then me, Jesse, me, Jesse, me. So that way it gives each of us still two weeks to come up with a show. It's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. It's as brilliant as we can be, I suppose. And economical. Right. With our time. Right. And it gives the listener, whoever decides to listen to this thing, the chance to actually listen and be engaged in what we do on a weekly basis. And like we said before, this show is going to be a limited run. I mean, it's a very niche market. And I mean, it's only about racers and people in motorsports who are criminals. Or involved in crime. Or involved in crime of some sort. And that's it. You know, so this is going to be a pretty limited run. So, disclaimers. You have any? Do I have disclaimers? Um, here's my basic disclaimer. Uh, we are not the type of people who tiptoe around your feelings. Um, my whole idea is if you're an adult, you should be able to handle words. If you can't handle words, you're not an adult. There's going to be This is a crime-based show. Along the line of what we're going to cover are going to be a lot of different people. There's going to be financial crimes. There's going to be uh, physical crimes. There's going to be drugs. There's going to be murder, violence, rape, robbery, assault, everything under the sun. Which are crimes. Which are all crimes. (laughs) Right. If you can't handle words, like if you have to have a trigger warning or something like that, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that and we're not going to make fun of the victims or the victims families that's No, a that's taste. not what we do. Well, well, we do make fun of idiots. We will make some jokes. There will be some dark humor, but again, we're not going to make fun of the people who are dead. You know, uh we're not going to make fun of their families, none of that. Okay, we're Except not going this
1: week. We're going to make fun of the dead people.
0: Maybe. But but not that's... not because they're dead. No, no, <laughs> it's because they're yeah. Anyway, we'll get on with that. Um Rip so the that's, band-aid off. That's pretty much what you're going to expect, okay? So sit back and enjoy. Because for episode number two, I have selected John West Townley. And yeah. you would know that if you clicked on the episode because it's literally right in the title. So this isn't a surprise to whoever's listening. But yeah, we all know the story for the most part. You know, he's, if he's, you don't, he's John West
1: he's John Rex Weekly. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, Brent will go into that. Oh yeah. He's John West Clowney. Brent's uh-huh. going to go into detail about it. We all know the story, but we don't know the details, and I'm looking forward to what the details Brent's going to be bringing because and, I'm sure know,
0: it's going to be a real doozy of a friggin' story. Some people may not know the ending to this tale. So it's going to be a surprise to some people. If you're really close to racing, you probably know the end of the story, but you may not know the details. And let me tell you something. This one was actually really hard to research because – there is not a lot out there on him and what's happened, because let's be fair, I think his family is quite well off, and they have a lot of influence in keeping things quiet, and I'll get into that a lot more as we go along, but to rip, like you said, rip the Band-Aid off, let's start at the very beginning. John West Townley was born, John Jonathan Wesley Townley, Townley, good God, that's hard to say, born December 31st. I'm sorry, it's a New Year's baby, kind of. December 31st, 1989, in Georgia, to Tony and Elizabeth Townley. Uh, growing up, he also had two brothers named Dillard and Will, and a sister named Grace, which I kind of find funny because he's got Will and Grace as siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and Dillard. And Dillard. <laughs> Poor Dillard. What the fuck? Is that a family name, I wonder? I think they the do fuck? name... I'll get into it in like five minutes, but I'm pretty sure they name all their children after something. Ugh. Uh, his family is very well-off, very religious. Uh, we're going to touch on why they're well-off in a minute, but apparently the Townley children also had influence from a... And I put this in air quotes, housekeeper, uh, which I think they mean nanny. But her name... Was Jeanette Wills or Jeanette Watson, who was the Townley family housekeeper, quote unquote, for better than twenty years, and someone who John himself considered to be like a second mother? Why three distinct names like a serial killer? Well, John was named after the after uh, the theologian, cleric, and evangelist John Wesley, who lived from 1703 to 1791 and was known as being the leader of a revival movement which in or within the Church of England known as methodism all right so if you've seen that's a big one if you've seen <laughs> yeah if you've ever driven down somewhere yeah, that's, where there's that's, churches that's a big one. and you see the methodist church this is your guy
1: i think he has a, i'm i, I wonder if, uh, if the name is familiar uh i believe he probably has at least a college or something named
0: after him <laughs> he might but
1: He does, uh, in North Carolina. John Wesley University? Yeah, in Winston-Salem, where all the race car drivers are from.
0: Oh, there you go. (laughs) This family, however, (laughs) I mean, this family's from Georgia. They are Georgia through and through. Not even kidding. But why is this name significant? Well, in 1735, Wesley made a mission trip to the American colonies with hopes— Oh, Wesleyan also. Sorry. Yeah, I knew that was like a Jesuit college, I think. So yeah. I figured it would yeah. be something. We- yeah, like
1: that. Wesleyan University. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a. He's big got one. he's got numerous uh, influences in this country. Oh, it's a, yeah, that's the one in Middletown. Yeah, near our neck of the woods. Yeah, the. Well, I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's for a very specific sexual orientation, but. Um, anyway, <laughs> he's like, "Yep, yeah, that is." Wesley made a mission trip to the American colonies from England in hopes of preaching to the Native Americans and the locals as well. I think I said that. The journey brought him to Savannah, Georgia, which the Townley family has deep roots in the area. And a statue to John Wesley still stands in Savannah to this day. Wesley made quite an impact in his time as a clergyman, and he was quite progressive for the time. Uh, I believe he supported abolitionism, advocated for female preachers, and even after he had some health ailments, he ate a strictly vegetarian diet, abstaining from alcohol as well. Boo. (laughs)
1: Boo (laughs) So he's no fun. (laughs) No, No, he sounds like a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he
0: died poor. And like penniless, yeah, because the,
1: the, the standard, the stand yeah. not a
0: lot of money in religion if you actually use it for good. Not well, take it from. The he died a poor man because of his lifetime of charitable works, leaving only quote a good library of books and a well-worn clergyman's gown when he died. His last words, if you're interested, were, "Farewell, farewell. The best of all is God is with us." Uh, keep in mind this. Is the man who John West Townley was named after. So just keep that in the back of your mind. But he was quite fascinating. I had to stop myself from reading about this uh, clergyman and retreat back to the modern NASCAR driver several times while I had to research this. It was actually pretty fun to go through his Wikipedia page and, you know, do all sorts of research about him. So anyway, why is his family quite well off? All right, well, his father, Tony Townley, especially people who know, NASCAR know that uh, to this day, I believe, he's one of the founders of the Zaxby's restaurant chain of stores in the southern United States. It's a chicken restaurant. Listed as the founders were Tony himself and his partner and childhood friend, and I actually had to look up the pronunciation of his last name, and my wife and I were discussing, or almost half-heartedly, jokingly arguing over it. (laughs) His name was Zach... uh, it spelled McLeRoy, but I looked it up on pronunciation pages, and it says McElroy. Yeah, it's McElroy. Yeah, so it looks like McLeRoy, which would be total Southern, but it's McElroy. And they started the business by opening their first store in Statesboro, Georgia, near the Georgia Southern University campus in March of 1990. You know how happy that your that your son would be if
1: you had came come up with your own. Chain oh my restaurant God. of chicken
0: restaurants. He probably
1: would have bankrupted the first store because <laughs> I'm not going to charge a kid for chicken fingers. That's all he eats is chicken fingers. It's like, he, hi, chicken daddy. I miss you.
0: He's, I, I want to go live with chicken daddy. Now. I don't know how he even <laughs> lives because he subsists off of nothing more than chicken fingers. I think he had like local Chinese restaurant chicken fingers and Popeye's chicken fingers for dinner tonight. Just because I'm like Jesus. He's going to turn into a chicken. He's going to grow feathers, I swear to God. Uh, But anyway, the business is now headquartered in Athens, Georgia, which is no big surprise as the family is Georgia through and through, like I mentioned, and they are from that area. As of 2022, which was last year, obviously, uh, there were 941 Zaxby's locations in 19 U.S. states Most of them owned by franchisees, but 123 of them are owned by the parent company itself. He sold off the parent company, didn't he? Um, Currently, Tony is the chief strategy officer, and uh, McElroy stepped down as CEO, hiring Bernard Akoka to that position, but he also stayed on as chairman. So they're still involved I don't remember if they'd sold it off entirely. Uh, I didn't really look into it too much. I just wanted to kind of get a quick background on him. Yeah. 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 They, uh, Goldman Sachs bought him.
1: I heard that oh, a while just, ago. Oh, they just. Yeah. They. They buy everything. Yes. Yeah, there's well, these, there's including, these giant, including, co- <laughs> they bought everything, including, including, uh, wa- uh, what is it, Wall, whatever it was, Wall Street, Congress, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. Oh they yeah, they bought that too. Yeah, they, I think they got handed that. <laughs> yeah, they bought, yeah, they bought Occupy Wall Street. <laughs>
0: they, that's, they bought everybody. Well, there's these like, what's it? Six giant conglomerations. Where they have all these branches coming off of them, and they buy literally everything around them. They did purchase them. $2 billion transaction. Woo, that's a lot of money. Hey, that's a retirement fund right there. All right, so yeah, that's uh, probably worth his while. Anyway, back to his son John, which is the subject. Anyway, John would begin his racing career in, I think the same year you did, 1999, as most kids and young people would begin, he did it in go-karts. You, I think, jumped straight into a street stock at our local track and uh, <laughs> set your feet on fire the minute you set in foot. <laughs> Pretty much. much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jumped straight into the fire. Yeah. But anyway, Townley ran go-karts for a while. He'd move into Bandolero competition at tracks like Lanier, Georgia. I think it's in Brazelton. Yeah, Br- I pronounced that wrong. Is it Brazilton, Georgia? Brazilton, I forget. Doesn't matter. It's that town. And uh, that was around 2000. From there, he began driving on the short tracks around the south, competing in what is now considered the Cars Tour, the Pro All-Star Series North and South, uh, Georgia Asphalt Series, and uh, the NASCAR and All-American Series action at Lanier Speedway. I believe that's probably the most local track to him. Lanier... I don't think is still a weekly track but I do believe it still exists I think someone bought it and turned it into some kind of entertainment center and they hold like drifting events there they might have brought back racing not too long ago though so that's luckily it's not gone gone so anyway Um, sorry that's just a little aside I like like that whole concept of lost speedways and people coming back and stuff like that I'm sorry I'm just going off on a little tangents here Anyway, uh, let's see. He scored his first big Asphalt Late Model Series victory in 2007 when he beat out the late Bo Slocum for a home state win at Georgia's Sonoya Raceway in the uh, ASA Late Model Series South competition. Uh, But while still in high school at the age of 17, he also began running more serious races also. I think I said also twice. (laughs) Don't worry about me. Anyway. It's okay. I know it's your first time. I know. Calm down. I know. (laughs) know. This is what what you're You're going to expect from this show. You're fine. Yeah. This is what you'll expect. Anyway, 2007. Let's go into that year. Age 17. Aside from his short track racing, he ran three races in the, I believe now defunct, X1R, pro cup series i'm guessing that's the later years of the old hooters pro cup series let's see he had no wins no top fives no top tens and an average finish of 22nd in those three races with one dnf and only one lead lap finish he also raced two k and n east series events now called i think arca series east garnering no wins no top fives got a top ten Uh, One DNF, though, out of two races. It sounds like he's ready for a promotion. Right.
1: (laughs) He's going to be promoted. Like I said, he
0: DNF'd a third of the races in the Pro Cup Series and half the races in K&N East uh, with an average finish of 16.5. Okay. That was all he did in 2007. Let's go to 2008 as he progresses and is still in high school. Daddy, it's time for a promotion. Yes. Yes,
1: that's right. All right, we'll go promote yourself now.
0: This is... And I'm going to mention it later, but this is one of those stories of somebody who has money and promotes himself far too fast. Far too fast, you know what I mean? So anyway, we'll get into that again later. 2008, age 18. Uh, this was a very pivotal year for John West Townley as he was thrust into big league motorsports in a few different ways. He ran his last two races in the X1R Pro Cup Series, no wins, no top fives, no top tens, one DNF, so half the races, and if you can call it an average finish, since it was his only finish, of 17th. Uh, he also moved up to the ARCA Series full-time, not ARCA East, not West, not K&N, ARCA Series straight up. Full-fledged ARCA ride. Correct. This meant the full 21 race schedule consisting of tracks of all different types from uh, Daytona to DuCoin, Monster 2.5-mile flat-out super speedways to dirt tracks. You want to get some experience? Do everything. But anyway, surprisingly, Townley did fairly well overall. He scored no wins, but got one top five, eight top tens. He did get four DNFs. Uh, but finished 7th in points overall. So he's actually showing promise for being an 18-year-old who essentially just did a little bit of late model racing locally and then just went, whoop, big league stock car racing. Let me guess, is he timed for another promotion? Well, we'll see. Um, this is actually kind of an interesting season because 2008 would be the first and last full-time season he ever spent in the Arca Series. So, yes, you're right. It's time for promotion. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) If anybody remembers this season, they will. If they don't remember this season, I should say, they will now because I'm going to mention something that happened. Some of the contenders in the series this year included Justin Allgaier, eventual Daytona 500 winner Ricky Stenhouse Jr., former Formula One competitor Scott Speed, And I believe Joey Logano won a race while only making two starts. I think he was just kind of still in the Bush series or maybe even early cup. And he was just kind of dipping his toes, getting experience. This season also included that unbelievable finish to the championship battle at Toledo, if anybody remembers, between four drivers who were mathematically eligible for the championship. No one remembers, no one watches ARCA. If anybody hasn't (laughs) seen this, go look it up. It was on the Speed Channel, it's on YouTube. It's wild. Scott Speed, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Justin Allgaier, and Frank Kimmel, 10-time champion already. Stenhouse was second in points. Speed, the point leader, were racing each other on the track when Stenhouse just drove into Speed and shoved him wide in turn three, only 27 laps into that race. And Speed just ran straight into the wall. He hit the wall hard had to pit for damage, had a wounded car, but it pretty much killed his championship hopes, and Stenhouse was going to take it over. So Speed comes in the pits, fixes his car, and as Stenhouse catches him to lap him 10 laps later, just drives into him and wrecks both of them in turn one and ruins both of their championship hopes in one swipe. It was wild, and he did it all completely out of spite. (laughs) It was amazing. He it was sort of a ruin my chance and I'll take yours as well attempt. It's uh, funny, yeah. We never heard of this one. I, I, I've
1: never heard of that. You I know, watched I don't watch Arca a lot. And it sounds like the same thing with the infamous Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano kind of thing. I watched and, well, I remember because I
0: watched it live. It was insane. I'm like, what are you doing? And I was just taken aback by it because now with the two point contenders out of contention, Justin Allgaier, who came into the race 110 points behind, he went on to win the race, which was his sixth on the season, third straight to end the season, and he won the championship as well. Well, Ricky Stenhouse should have thought about that, but when he wrecked Scott Speed, didn't wreck him hard (laughs) enough, I guess. Oh, my God. It was so blatantly awful. But I mention all that because uh, John West Townley went on to finish sixth in that race. Unremarkable. It was actually a pretty damn good run
1: for him. Good run. Time for a promotion.
0: Uh, In that season, he also made seven starts in the NASCAR Truck Series. So he'd already gotten that promotion, by the way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No wins, no top fives, no top tens. Average finish of 24.7 with... Three DNFs. This was the Jack Roush Racing truck, right? Uh, I can't the, recall. Yeah, I it might have been. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what. It, they, Who was it sponsored by? Probably Zaxby's. I believe it was. Yeah, I'm gonna say it was probably him. He was also not done expanding his career that year, because he made three starts in the NASCAR Nationwide Series as well. Now called the Xfinity Series, so we're gonna call it that from now on. Again. No wins, no top fives, no top tens. Average finish of 31.7. All three races listed as... Crash. (laughs) DNFs, Crash. (laughs) Rather poor results when you couple that with the fact that he also did not qualify for four races as well. All right. At this point in his personal life, he'd also graduated from, and I'm going to screw this up, North Oconee, O-C-O-N-E-E, high school in Georgia in 2008, and uh, I thought he would have started college because it listed him as attending college, but I don't think he did. I think he attended college later after he was done with his career, but when he went to college, it was the University of North Georgia. Let's go to 2009. A lot of his racing statistics took a little break this season, as I noticed he had scaled back to focus on running in the nationwide now called Xfinity Series events. He did run two ARCA races with decent success, posted no wins, but he got one top five, one top ten average finish of 10.5, which I genuinely don't know how that math worked out. Uh, Because if you get a top 5 and a top 10, how is the average finish outside of the top 10? But we'll gloss over that racing reference. Uh, Let's see here. And no DNFs, by the way. Uh, I don't see him running any truck series races in 2009 except for one attempt at the May Charlotte race where he did not qualify driving a Billy Ballou-owned truck. Uh, his Xfinity series uh, hit that season in 2009 was a roller coaster of despair, to put it lightly. <laughs> he was driving for Robbie Benton back then. Robbie Benton was yeah. Robbie he, had, was, he was a former driver and, and car owner as yeah, well. Yeah, Junior and Senior uh, owned that team, and uh, they would bring him back a few times just to try to help keep the team alive. And we'll we'll mention him later on as well. Um, it looks like he attempted a nearly full season aside for three races for the Benton team in the 9 car. He failed to qualify for six races, meaning he was only in, I think, 26 of the 35 events. No wins, no top fives, no top tens. He did lead a single lap, uh, got an average finish of 27.6, and by what I could tell, 10 of his starts ended with DNFs. But with crashes, the, yeah, not DNF Sprint crashes. Well, with Robbie, he had used parts. You could never tell. But with John, no, it was probably crashes. a crash. <laughs> no, these are all crashes. Anything that says suspension
1: on racing reference or everything, go back and look at the tape. He probably hit the wall. And yes, he drove yeah. right into the freaking wall or drove into somebody and he got driven into the wall. All those are, you know, they weren't crashes that stopped the car right then and there. Mm -hmm. They're just too damaged beyond repair after he (laughs) drove back to the pit. Well, I mean,
0: Robbie always ten
1: crashes, Brent. This is where he becomes
0: John Rex Weekly. We'll get, (laughs) yeah. Actually, I believe it is because he was credited with twenty third in the series point standings at the end of the season, and I have in my notes at this point he would be bestowed with the nickname John Rex Weekly. Yes. Yeah. But I know that his dad and uh, John had a good relationship with the Bentons, and they would effectively bankroll that team at times, and it would keep Benton's payroll going and keep his guys hired. So, I mean, Robbie had no problem bringing him back. So 2010, it appears he was poised to make another full-season run in the Xfinity Series, this time – he was lined up for a ride with none other than Richard Childress Racing driving the number 21 car. Oh. So we'll get to that in a second. He got a warm-up start in the ARCA event at Daytona in February where he finished third driving for Venturini Motorsports, and he would race for them every once in a while, usually at super speedways. That was a good run here. Yeah, that's a great run for him. It was a different story in the new RCR ride at Daytona, however. He finished 23rd in the season opener at Daytona, 30th at California the next week, and then 15th at Las Vegas. However... He didn't crash, though. No, not yet. No, he didn't crash. In the race. (laughs) In the race. Uh, However, a report would hit the media that would detail the first of a pattern of escalating brushes with the law that we would see over the next decade or so. What happened isn't entirely clear, but news of this was just a blurb at the end of larger articles about NASCAR that were released by the AP or Associated Press. Uh, But I managed to find this quote from the article. It said, quote, Richard Childress racing driver John West Townley issued a statement later in the race, I think they mean after the race, apologizing for a Thursday incident in which he was cited for underage possession of alcohol. This was in Las Vegas, by the way. He says, quote, I made a big mistake and feel terrible about it. The 20 year old said I have yeah, 20, by the way, I have learned a valuable lesson and will do everything I can to make it up to those I have let down. End quote. I mean a
1: 20 year old in Las Vegas without possession of alcohol that I mean you can just imagine my <laughs> shock yeah i, I mean, mean it's not the it's not the you know
0: it's not anything out of the norm that that I would think of yeah i, I mean, mean he must have been acting a fool because they got him for something but it wasn't DUI. I mean, a
1: 20-year-old so. in Las Vegas that's without alcohol. I'm worried. I'm wondering about.
0: That's a lost Mormon. That's they, weird. They don't know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I could not find any details of the incident or whether I think he just got fined or something. Yeah, I think he just got a ticket for it. Or whether he was punished legally, but he was allowed to continue racing that weekend. Uh, he would resume racing for RCR for the next two events uh, and finished 26th at Bristol and 18th at Nashville. The next race at Phoenix, he crashed the car only 17 minutes into the first practice. And at that point, he was replaced behind the wheel by Cup Series driver Clint Boyer. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine
1: bringing a shitload of cash to Richard Childress Racing and having him say, listen, you, you take that big sack of money and get the fuck out of my garage because you are beating the shit out of my equipment And and you
0: suck. That's exactly what it was because like I said, we're mentioning his statistics so that you can get an idea of how many times he didn't finish races. But when he would wreck... In practice and qualifying, that was never listed. And he did that far more than when he wrecked in races. I mean, so the list is like double of how many times he crashed. And when he crashed, he would wreck hard, too. Like, really hard. Um, but I have an article about the Las Vegas replacement written by Kelly Crandall. It is entitled and this is really think about how early this is in his career how many years has he been in Xfinity so far two something like that maybe part time too. yeah but her article is entitled quote try 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 again how many chances does John West Townley get she wrote of the incident quote following that announcement that Boyer would replace Townley rumors began to circulate between Uh, Because ESPN's Jamie Little, yeah, ESPN used to cover races, reported during a later broadcast that Townley had been fired from Richard Childers Racing. No one was able to confirm or deny it as the story changed from one thing to another. When the, well, it's the Xfinity series, went on air later that night, the speculation continued about Townley's future former Sprint Cup crew chief Andy Petrie may have said it best uh, RCR isn't used to having re- or having to repair so many cars they're used to winning races and championships and that quote, I'll be very surprised if we see Townley back in the 21 car, end quote <laughs> It's funny that
1: Richard Childress says, oh Sheldon Creed is the stupidest race car driver that I, I ever had drive my car and I'm like Wait a minute, you had this guy drive your car before, don't you remember? Yeah, bro, you, wrong s- with you you?
0: literally slid a contract across your desk to John West Townley. Don't give me that bullshit about <laughs> that, Sheldon Creed. I thought that was
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So anyway, a lot of people would, and this is uh, Crandall continuing, a lot of people would, however, they also, or uh, what the hell is she trying to say? I'm sorry. Uh, A lot of people would, meaning they wouldn't be surprised if Townley wasn't back in the 21 car. However, they also know that it's highly unlikely since his father's company is the one on the hood of the car. What would it mean for them? On Tuesday, RCR is scheduled to meet with Townley to discuss his future after already announcing that he would not be in the car for this weekend's race at Texas. However... Sources are saying that Townley is not being fired. Instead, things are being evaluated. All right. Here's I, what we're evaluating. Hmm, do we really need that giant sack of money or not? I can personally say, quite categorically, that he was indeed fired from RCR following this incident and sat out until being picked up again by... Robbie Benton. Yes, Robbie Benton. Good took old him, Robbie yeah, Benton. took him back with open arms because, well... I'll take that sack of money. Exactly. He's Hell got yeah. he's got employees to pay and they're willing to pay him. So why not? He's keeping his doors open. He'd make four more part-time starts in the Xfinity series by season's end, garnering no wins, no top 5s, no top 10s, average finish of 22.4, 1 DNF, many different practice and qualifying incidents. Uh, only 3 of the 9 races had a lead lap finish after this season he didn't race anywhere in 2011 and quit i had yeah he essentially quit i have zero records of any starts so or races run during this time and in any bio article that i read about him he essentially dropped off the face of the earth for a year and was done he said i you know quitting racing mm-hmm. uh which to be fair, I don't think we could have really disagreed with him. Uh, he had unofficially retired from racing until he had gotten a phone call from... Robbie Benton. Robbie Benton at RAB Racing asking if he would return with his father's sponsorship. I need that sack of cash, brother. Please help the team keep going in 2012. Yeah. So in 2012, Townley... He... he reneged on his unofficial retirement and came back to Robbie Benton's team. So he ran a partial schedule with Benton, as well as the Truck Series season, which I didn't see coming, full season, just whoop right back, where he would compete for the Rookie of the Year award, because I don't think he'd done a full-time year yet. Uh, They wouldn't run the season-opening truck race at Daytona, and uh, for good reason. On February seventh, two 2012, you know it's bad when I give you an exact date, Townley was arrested and charged with DUI in connection with a single car crash in Oconee County, Georgia, a.k.a. home. I had to take my time on Oconee because its <laughs> I have no idea. It's... Never go home? Yeah. He never left home. Did you see his mugshot? Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> if anybody's never seen his mugshot from this, it's a mess. There's still blood uh, draining out of his
1: nose and everything, running out of his nose. and like, Ears and side of his I'm head. I'm like, that's that blood used to be going to the brain. Now it's not. That's <laughs> not a good sign. That's not good for your health.
0: No, I mean, he looks so awful in the mugshot. He looks out of it, concussed, disheveled, bleeding. Sweaty, his hair's all messed up, his t shirt's stretched out. It's not a good look. Um, but yeah, he was charged with a DUI in an article written by Jeff Gluck on February 10th, which was three days afterwards. He said, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver John West Townley was charged with driving under the influence after crashing his brand new 2012 BMW. Into a telephone pole in Georgia, the Athens Banner-Herald reported Friday. The incident, which occurred early Tuesday morning, came to the attention of the Oconee County Sheriff's Department when a 911 call reported, quote, a suspicious man knocking on the back door of a home at 4.30 a.m. There's a 4.30 in the morning?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well when at well there is, and usually nothing
0: good happens at that time of day. No, genuinely not. The sun's not up, and if you're still awake, you've been awake. You didn't just wake up. Not good is coming along and has your name written all of it. Correct. Sheriff's deputies arrived to find a disoriented Townley, quote, swaying from side to side and get this, bleeding from his bare feet. Ooh. <laughs>
1: He didn't have feet on? When, he didn't have no feet on <laughs> when, when he was driving this car? He was
0: just barefoot? No feet. No feet. No feet no on. No feet on. No. Bleeding from his bare feet. So that means he wrecked so bad, he probably blew all the windows out of the car, gets out of it, and there's like probably glass all over the car. Why carpet. don't you
1: have shoes on when you're driving
0: your car? Bro, I don't know. Some, this must be Georgia thing. Fuck it's, if I know, man. It's prob- it's, Jeez, you know, it does. it's really hot down there. You probably want to be as cool as possible. But anyway, he probably stepped out of the car, stepped in all sorts of crap, cut his feet all up, probably had glass in the footwell and in the carpet. Don't drive your car bare feet. Not a good idea. Uh, But, yeah, he was arrested and charged with DUI and weaving in the roadway. The newspaper said deputies found blood on the seat of the car, which had its airbags deployed in the crash. Well, I'd hope so. Townley's incident could be a blow to the 22-year-old's NASCAR comeback. Literally, he's coming back at 22 years old. Jeez. that's Yeah, it, it's, it
1: sounds like he's washed up already. And he really was not washed up because if you're washed up, you have to be a somebody. Not a never was. Correct. But goddamn. Yeah.
0: Right. So anyway... The son of Zaxby's co-founder Tony Townley is attempting to revive his career with R.A.B. Racing, Robbie Benton, which formerly fielded nationwide cars for the driver. All right. R.A.B. Racing team owner Robbie Benton said he was still gathering still gathering facts about the incident and preferred to withhold public comment until he had more information about the situation. Benton decided to give Townley another shot this season though and the driver is set to run a full Camping World Truck Series schedule for the team. NASCAR had no immediate comment on Townley's incident though it was previously allowed or though it has previously allowed drivers to race pending a DUI charge. I believe Michael Annette might have done that once and uh, some other people might. Well have NASCAR well, so. needs a caution break. Well, yeah.
1: During the shows to, to <laughs> sh- tighten the field back up, go to commercial. Like, we can't get rid of this guy. He's too good for our television contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Let's see. Although his team had suspended him for, quote, an appropriate amount of time, end quote, Townley was in the truck for the next race at Martinsville on March 31st. I forget they take a little bit of a break in the truck series. In a statement regarding the DUI released on April 6th, Townley stated, quote, It reflected poorly upon my team, my sponsors, and everyone else, and I want to sincerely apologize. It's up to me moving forward to put this behind me and to make better decisions in the future and to really learn from this. I know that a lot of these words are real easily spoken. Those are his words, by the way. This is a direct quote. But it's actions in the future that I'm going to be judged by.
1: Those are easy words to say because they're literally on a piece of paper that the PR representative has typed for him. So you could just read along with it. Did you
0: catch the part where he said, but it's actions in the future that I'm going to be judged by? Yeah. That was prophetic. No truer words have ever been spoken. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be an issue. That will be a real issue. (laughs) Coming up. He was also placed on probation by NASCAR. Sounds more like a threat. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. He was placed on probation by NASCAR until the end of the season. Uh, He would compete in 21 of the 22 races that year, earning no wins, no top fives, two top tens, average finish of 19.2, two DNFs.
1: Only two crashes, Brent, two. Two crashes.
0: In the race. Two crashes. Raised the flag. Uh, And finished 16th in driver points at season's end. He also made five starts in the Xfinity series. No wins, top fives or top tens. Average finish of 23rd. But no DNFs were listed. Even if he only finished on the lead lap in just one event. Which, ouch. But at any rate, he would also in 2012 attempt to make his cup series oh, it's debut time for, time for a promotion time for a promotion just on his comeback tour yep. at Pocono in August this was met with a certain amount of ire from the garage and the media because I found an opinion article that was written by Jeff Gluck uh well-respected reporter and it was titled this is great Apocalypse nears as John West Townley set for NASCAR Sprint Cup Series debut. Oof. <laughs> this is a very glaring article. You want me to read it? I'd say scathing, but yeah, go ahead. That's what I meant, scathing. Yeah, yeah the one that hurts more. That's right. <laughs> All right, Gluck writes, quote, John West Townley, NASCAR Sprint Cup Series driver. Think about that for a moment. Townley, the Zaxby's back driver who has never recorded a top 10 finish in 57 starts between the Nationwide and Truck Series, is getting a chance to drive in cup. He's entered in the number 32 fast lane racing car. I think they changed names like twice, like Live Fast, Go Fast, stuff like that, Uh, which is already locked into the race. Fast is probably an acronym of Frank Stoddard. FAS, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, Um, it that apparently that car was already locked into the race. This is a sad, sad, sad day for NASCAR. Those are strong words. When this blatant of a buy a ride situation comes to the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, everyone is a loser. <laughs> Drivers have always the gluck continues. Drivers have always been able to use family money or personal sponsors to purchase a spot in the race, but typically the most glaring examples have happened in Nationwide and Trucks. Despite the weak economy, there are still very few opportunities to buy a cup ride, and everyone prefers to tell themselves the Sprint Cup Series consists of, quote, the best 43 stock car drivers in the world. But that always hasn't been the chance lately. Oh, I'm sorry. But that I can't read. I'm sorry. I had a botched eye surgery. (laughs) Sorry. But that hasn't always been the case. He's kidding. He's not kidding. This is why I have my stuff in 14 point font because I can't read it. Right. Anyway, please bear with me. I'm getting it looked at next week. But that hasn't always been the case lately, and it certainly won't be the case with Townley in the next race. Too harsh? absolutely not in 41 career nationwide races Xfinity Townley has more DNFs 14 than lead lap finishes eight he (laughs) Jesus he recently earned his all-time best NASCAR result which was a mediocre 14th place finish in the Chicagoland truck race in no way is John West Townley a cup caliber race car driver he does not belong on track in the sprint cup series. Those of you who don't know or I'm sorry, I still can't read. Those of you who don't know are asking, well, then how did he get a cup ride then? Fast lane racing must think he's a promising driver, right? No. They're happy to get the money Townley brings to the team. Townley's father, Tony, we've mentioned this before, is a co-founder of the Zaxby's Fast Food Chicken Restaurant, and Fastlane is likely getting a healthy sum to put Townley in its car. While it helps Fastlane stay in business, this is a bad deal for NASCAR's image because of all the talented young drivers who would love to get in a cup car, but can't because they don't have the money. I really want... To see John
1: West Townley in a chicken suit like Stroker Ace.
0: (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I doubt it would ever happen. Well, back then. Uh, Let's see. The list is too long to name here, but consider this. Daytona 500 winner Trevor Bain will not be in the Pocono race, but John West Townley will be. It's an embarrassing or it's embarrassing for the sport to have reached this point. I think it's kind of been like that for a while. I mean, that's the entire ARCA series right there. It is pretty much. It really yeah.
1: kinda is. Yeah.
0: Not it, just John West, it's everybody. It is now at least, even more so than it used to be. A rich kid can't buy his way into major league baseball or the NFL, but in NASCAR, if you yeah, yes sure. you if you, yes, you dear reader, had the financial backing, you could run a few truck and nationwide races, get approved for a NASCAR license, and be racing with your favorite cup drivers within a year or two. Hey, Junior. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Tony. I'm a cup driver just like y'all now. Quite frankly, this is a disgusting development. (laughs) He continues, by the way. NASCAR needs John West Townley in the Sprint Cup Series, like Indianapolis needs more seats for the Brickyard 400. Ouch.
1: Which is, that didn't age well, because they're cl- everybody clamors for that race to
0: come back. Yeah, it, it was dropping off at that point, but, you know. On the other hand, we at least know that Pocono won't be a caution-free race. There you go. Uh, let's see. You know what's funny is that
1: I've listened to a lot of Jeff Gluck interviews, <laughs> seen a lot of Jeff Gluck pieces, and usually 99 out of 100 times, he's annoyingly diplomatic. He's never this mean. He's never this mean, and I really <laughs> like it. This, I really love this mean Jeff Gluck, and I really I want too. to see it more often. Well, this is from like 11 years ago, so it's like, we got to bring that Jeff back. Yes, I want to <laughs> tap into that well Yeah, and just That'd be drink fantastic. out of it. That'd be great.
0: All right. However, um, I think I think the Gluck's article is over by now. So we'll be back to my notes. However, that would be a short-lived attempt as well. Uh, in an article written August third by Jeff Gluck, entitled, or uh, it states. John West Townley hit the wall at the exit of Turn 2 during his warm-up lap on Friday at Pocono Raceway, and he was replaced as driver of Fastlane Racing's number 32 Sprint Cup Series car before he even turned an official lap. He didn't even make one lap of practice. Nope. Wow. Camping World Truck Series driver Jason White will replace Townley, who was planning to make his Cup Series debut in Sunday's Pennsylvania 400 with sponsorship from the Zaxby's uh, fast food chicken restaurant chain and again we go into Townley whose father co-founded Zaxby's uh, was locked into the field thanks to the 32 team owner points but uh, was making his debut despite a disappointing NASCAR record this will be White's second career NASCAR Cup Series start he finished 33rd last year's Pocono race while driving the same car for Fastlane Racing all right so, and by the way, that's the end of John West Townley's NASCAR Cup Series career. That's the first and last one. He yeah. n- never got a start. He never even finished a lap in the NASCAR Cup Series. No. No. And I don't even remember
1: Jason White very well. Uh, yeah, I believe he was another, never was. I don't. N- he never did much. He had a few top tens, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, I mean he was one of those guys that kinda was around. You remember you remember him being around in the aughts and the teens, you know what I mean? A few top fives every now and then in the trucks and Yeah.
1: Nothing nothing that laid your pants on fire for that, you know? No, I mean I remember oh, him we being... gotta have this guy in my car.
0: No. He was just one of those kind of like solid field filler guys that never really did much, but anyway, is he? He is a lot less noteworthy than John West Townley. That's let's be fair. Anyway, by the way, way less crashes. Oh yeah. By the way, uh Townley would score his first NASCAR top ten finish in the truck race earlier in the same weekend with an eighth place finish. Well, raise the flag. <laughs> there we go. He also made one start later in the season in the ARCA series driving for Venturini Motorsports. I think he finished 28th at Kansas. Probably a crash. (sighs) Yeah, likely. Uh, Let's move on into 2013. Before the Truck Series season began, he would sign with Red Horse Racing to run the entire uh, schedule for them. He would also run a very limited schedule in ARCA and in the Xfinity Series yet again. Right off the start, it looked like this would be a career year for Townley as he would not only earn the poll for the season-opening ARCA race at Daytona, but he would go on to win the race as well. <laughs> no, we're not doing that.
1: <laughs> we're not doing this low clap. No,
0: we're not. Okay. In an article by Matt Weaver... Quote, Townley held off a furious charge in deep lap traffic on the final lap from super prospect Kyle Larson, future Cup Series champion, and pulled away down the front stretch to collect his first major victory in professional stock car racing. Oh, God damn, that's that's
1: something to hang your hat from. I mean, not back then. he didn't know who Kyle Larson was, but... Looking back on it, hey, that's yeah. a badass young prospect.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kyle, you know what? Yeah. There's a reason why Kyle Larson is a Cup Series champion and one of the top drivers in the series. But he had to start somewhere. You know what I mean? And you see Townley just kind of completely floundering, talentless and hopeless usually. And then he goes out and beats Kyle Larson at freaking Daytona. <laughs>
1: I think if he stayed in Arca for a couple of years, I not get promoted too quickly, he may have gotten a little bit more of experience, a little stability, and a lot more experience at the high speeds, especially around super speeds and whatnot. He may have actually had some skills to grow.
0: Yeah. The, so it's he, one of those things. is tough to know. We mentioned it before. We'll mention it multiple times. He is the poster child for moving up too quickly. And having all the money in the world, no talent. Yeah. When you have that kind of combination, it is literally the recipe for failure. When you take somebody who's young with zero experience and put them in a race car, and if, if nobody knows Jesse and I, we both race, by the way, um, yeah, you're just never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of guys spend a lot of time in the upper echelons of NASCAR and suck forever. And then they finally start getting in their late twenties and into their thirties. And now their lights out. Look at Joey Logano. He stunk forever. And then he finally starts getting older and, Oh, I'm now used to driving these and I've now gained basically mm-hmm. it's like second nature. Well now I'm, you know, really good at it. Well, yeah, of course you got plenty of experience now, you know? So he, Townley is the poster child for keep him in late models for like 10 years. And when he's like, I don't know, mid, well, maybe not 10 years, maybe a handful of years, then move him into like an Arca series ride and put him in there for quite a while. You know what I mean? And then I know you got the money to move up. Let's just put him up there, whatever. So anyway, we'll move on. Cause we're in 2023 or 2013. 13. That's 10 years ago. My fault. So he won that race. All right, let's get to a quote for uh, John Townley on his ARCA series win at Daytona. Quote: It's one thing to win in the ARCA series, and an entirely different thing to, uh, and another to entirely to win it. Oh, this is a weird quote. Let me see if it makes sense to you. Quote: It's one thing to win in the ARCA series, and another entirely to win it at Daytona. They must have got him right when he got out of the car. Uh just wow. <laughs> I think it's
1: a I think it, yeah, I think it was a positive thing for both. He's like, it's one thing to win in the arca. He's like, it's that's pretty good too. And it just
0: didn't make sense to me when I read it. And then
1: winning at Daytona is like icing on the cake, I think is what he meant.
0: Yeah, like I said, it just didn't make sense to me when I was trying to read it. So all right. When I took the checkered flag, I didn't know if I had really taken it. I was prepared to go another lap and still worry about fuel if I needed to. What an exciting day. Mm -hmm. That happens. I know a lot of guys who have no idea if they won or not. Hey, it's about time he had a good day. Yeah, it's great. The embattled Townley had often been criticized by both fans and motorsport insiders for his long history of getting caught up in accidents while in the Xfinity series and truck series. Some felt that he advanced too far too quickly. I think we both raised our hands, raised up. Our hands yep. at the same time. Yep. Uh at such an early age, and Townley even spent considerable time away from the sport, which was only a year, before returning to the truck series last season. That made his victory on Sunday all the sweeter. I missed racing so much, Townley said. It's really in um uh, it says it's really inspiration. I think I typed it wrong. It's probably it's really inspiring to come back or it's really inspiration to come back. Why? That's again, I can't read his quotes. It's really inspiration to just, come back. Or just is, edit on the fly, Brent. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, is, yeah. It, is edit it him on the fly? because is it, he's not making sense? Well, is it him just saying that it's inspiring him? Like he's missing racing. So it's inspiration to come back. Oh, OK. Maybe that's what he means. He just speaks weird, that's all. You'll hear more of it later. I'm glad I have come back. I'm proud of my improvements, not just in my racing career, but my physical shape, too. I'm in the best shape of my life. It's just really inspirational to turn it all around like this. Personally, this is priceless. I wouldn't trade it for most anything in the world besides my family. And it's an honor to come through at here at Daytona. So he's trading his family. Is that what he said? <laughs> like I said, that's it's what really, I got out of it. It's hard for me to read his verbatim quotes because sometimes they just don't make The brain
1: sense. damage has already come in, I think is what you're saying, from all the wrecks.
0: Well, you got to think about it. We're going to how... talk
1: about CTE, I think, pretty soon.
0: Well, in our first episode, we mentioned how many times he got knocked out with Leroy. Leroy bro yeah. yeah. And how much brain damage he suffered. I think Townley is going to go down the exact same path. It's he, sounding like it already. He crashed a lot, and he crashed hard every time he crashed. So <laughs> these, these weren't gentle. They <laughs> add up. Let's be honest. That adds up. But let's let's go on here. Kyle Larson finished second. Uh, Ricky Ergot, third. I don't even know who that was. Uh, Frank Kimmel, fourth. I know who that was. Sean Corr came in fifth. Townley passed eight time Daytona winner Bobby Gearhart with seven laps to go when Gearhart slowed and eventually fell out of the race. In five ARCA starts, he would earn one win, two top fives, two top tens, one pole, average finish of 13.2 with one DNF. So you're right. I think that he really could have actually learned something if he just stayed down in ARCA for a while. ARCA series does go through a lot of different short tracks, too. So you gain a lot of short track experience, but they still sprinkle in some super speedway stuff to get you ready for NASCAR. Uh, Most of his starts, though, would come in the truck series, starting all 22 races, no wins, no top fives. Did get seven top tens, though. An average finish of 14.9 and three DNFs finishing 11th in the series point standings. Uh, He also attempted three Xfinity races for Venturini. Uh, He did not qualify for one, which means he only got two starts. Uh, No wins, no top fives, no top tens, average finish at 26th. Still got one DNF, though. Uh, However, based on statistics, you can see he's making some sort of improvement, albeit it is very minor. But there is still improvement, and he is still only 24 years old. All right. 2014. Plan for this season looks to expand his racing more than seasons past with full-time truck racing for another different team. I think it's called Waters, W-A-U-T-E-R-S, Motorsports. It was the five-truck. Uh, But mid-season, he would change rides into a team that his father would operate, known as Athenian Motorsports. Where'd they get Athenian from? They're from Athens, Georgia. So. Creative. I I think that's why. It could be religious. We'll move on. Well, they're not philosophers. That's for goddamn sure. We'll just move past it because we're not smart enough to figure it out. He would also run full-time in the Arca Series with Venturini Motorsports again. Uh, They would also make select Xfinity Series starts with his father's team as well. These full-time efforts would be put on hold in August when he suffered a crash in qualifying for the Arca race at Pocono, which would sideline him for a few races in all series. So, in August, Jess... We see him dropping out because of injury. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was an extremity injury either. I think he had a concussion or head injury of some kind. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, he had, uh, yeah, a few crashes this
0: year. Yeah,
1: back to the old, uh, back to the old ways. Yeah, I could afford to write him off. Dad's paying for it. Well, yeah, all I mean, the way. And, his dad was and like, fixing it. Well, so his dad care. was
0: his dad was like, "Well, I'm paying for it anyway. We might as well know what we have." So he started his own team. With 15 starts out of 20 races, he had zero wins, four top fives, 10 top tens, one pole, average finish of 9.4, three DNFs, but still finished eighth in the point standings in the ARCA series. So you can see a lot of improvement if he just stays down in ARCA, right? Yeah. Um, Actually, I wouldn't mean, have to try to overcome
1: mediocre trucks or mediocre equipment. Yeah. When he's got decent equipment, the car handles better, he's not gonna try to make it up on talent that he doesn't already have. Right. So that's fair. Yeah, he can learn more lessons that
0: way. Correct. So let's go to his truck series stats. Um in nineteen starts out of twenty two races in the truck series, he had zero wins. Uh two top fives though, four top tens Average finish is 17.8, but five DNFs. Uh, He was credited with finishing 15th in the final season points. Uh, He also had, I believe, 11 starts in the Xfinity series in that year. He scored no wins, no top fives, no top tens, had an average finish of 24.4, and two DNFs. We don't care about the DNFs. How many of them are crashes? Uh, it doesn't say on uh, old race and reference where I get my statistics from or Wikipedia. Well, or if it's any an other. engine, it's it's one thing. If it says crash or suspension <laughs> or something
1: else, then it's probably a crash.
0: I didn't go through every individual race, so I just oh, you just go like this. Yeah, I had to get this thing put out for today. So
1: status: engine crash. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it.
0: Yeah, I know. I got to learn how to navigate the old racing reference yeah, yeah. a little bit go. better, but you know, that's all right. Well. Again, Townley, there's not a lot out there on him. Right. A lot of stuff is super hush-hush. All right, let's go to 2015. This season, he would run a large percentage of Xfinity Series races and full-time truck series as well, both of which for his own family team, Athenian Motorsports. He would have likely his best career season to date in the truck series, Because he had five top tens, one top five, leading into the October 3rd race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The scene of the original crime. Oh, God, yes. Get him away from the bar. Well, he qualified second. Only a second career front row start in the truck series. And he managed to run well all day long. The race came down to fuel mileage. And as NBC Sports wrote, quote, With five laps remaining in the Rhino Linings 350 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Townley was in second as he watched two-time defending champion Matt Crafton, who led a race-high 69 laps, pit for fuel. Then Cameron Haley dropped to the apron. Then points leader Eric Jones began shaking his truck looking for fuel. Then only Townley remained. Oh, here we go, another Townley quote. Quote, that was the hardest five laps of my life, Townley said later. Much harder than that, uh, much harder than the t- five total laps Townley had ever led in the Truck Series prior to Saturday night. Those came last year at Talladega. Townley finished with twenty-three uh, with twenty-three laps led and a win for Athenian Motorsports, which had announced this week it would be focusing on Townley's Truck entry. And would consider Xfinity Series entries on a race by race basis. Uh, like I said before, Townley, who qualified on the second row or for the second front row start of his career, said he would have run out of gas without the efforts of his spotter Terry Cook. But he recognized early Saturday he had a truck that was capable of winning the race. "Quote: Honestly, within the first five laps, that was one of the only times this year I had." That much security on the outside. Just being able to hang with the leaders, Townley told NBCSN, which doesn't exist anymore. We just stayed up there all day. I took care of this thing, and it took care of me. End quote. He started all 23 races. He had one win, three top fives. We're not doing that. (laughs) Nine top tens. An average finish of 12.5. Top of the world, Ma. Top of the world. Two DNFs. And
1: one, uh, two crashes. One Daytona. That don't count. Yeah, don't count. It's Daytona.
0: And a final points finish of eighth. And, Jess, I think it goes without saying that at this point, this is where the wheels fall off.
1: Yeah, this is where I mean, they weren't on much to begin with, but they seem to be – pretty strong as of late but oh god here comes the wheels i mean
0: come on we've seen him all he's done is wreck but yeah. you know when he finally gets those arca series starts put together he's actually making improvements you're watching the average finish come down and, he and now he's he, and now he's finally won a nascar truck series race after trying and crashing so much and earning the nickname of john rex weekly john west clowny all these other hideous nicknames and now he's finally there. Yeah. And his dad he's doing it with his dad's team, the family organization. I mean, this is the top of the mountain. Yeah,
1: this is yeah, this is great. So this is but this is where the wheels fall off.
0: Right. He also started about half the Xfinity series season for his family team. And in eighteen races, he earned no top fives, no wins, no top tens, average finish of twenty two point seven. Again, only two DNFs. Uh, with one race being a withdrawal. Uh, he also made one start in the ArCA series for Mason Mitchell Mo- uh, boy, that's hard to say, Mason Mitchell Motorsports finishing fifth in the season finale at Kansas. So he had a good run to close out the year there too. 2016 was shaping up to be another season of progress, but it only turned out to be the beginning of the end. He would return to running the Arca Series for his father's team, as well as full-time in the Truck Series and, you know, more select Xfinity Series starts, just like the usual. The bright spark came early, and he would take his first start in the family's new Arca Series team. So now he's got the family team running Arca, Truck, and Xfinity Series. And he took the new Arca team in its first start straight to victory lane In the first race at Daytona, his second career Arca Series win and his second at Daytona as well. We're not doing that.
1: (laughs) That's all right. I mean, they got to have a big garage, have all these different types of race cars and a lot of all the extra race cars from all the crashes and whatnot. But
0: I mean, come on. But hey, the guy isn't the best racer in the world, but he's getting look at this. From October, he's won Daytona. He won it twice, twice, and from October to February, he's won twice—once yes. in the Truck Series and once in the ARCA Series. I'd almost call that a hot streak. It almost is for him. I have a quote from him: "Quote, we had it oh, planned we had it planned out from the beginning, and very rarely at these racetracks does it work out like you planned, and it, and tonight it did." Townley told Fox Sports One: "Quote." I was a little worried there at the beginning that if I pulled down to the inside lane, they were going to surge forward. It ended up working out. Once I got to the front, they couldn't quite get to me, which was kind of familiar to me because when I was behind some other guys, I had the same problem. End quote. He competed in 12 races in the ARCA series, earning one win, five top fives, seven top tens, he had an average finish of 11.2, but he also had four DNFs. Two crashes. Okay. That's just the ARCA series. His truck series season was not as successful or showing as much as improvement as the season before. And then... <laughs> here we go. The ninth race of the season at Gateway International Speedway... He was involved in a wreck that is still talked about to this day. Remember, this is 2016. With less than 10 laps remaining, Spencer Gallagher made contact with Townley, and they both wrecked hard. After they both got out of their wrecked vehicles, they exchanged words before Townley threw some very poor excuses for punches at Gallagher before putting him in a headlock. How many did Gallagher push push in, though? He got a couple.
1: I mean... It's kind of shitty. Privilege fight! Privilege fight! Privilege fight! <laughs> He's Maury Gallagher's son. Yeah, who owns uh, uh, who owns air, a truck team. A literal airline. It's an airline. <laughs> Isn't it Allegiant Air? S- something. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. Something like that. It's a uh, platinum spoon air.
0: <laughs> the fight, if you can call it that, Looked like they didn't really have any clue on what to do, so they threw a few half-hearted wrestling moves before Townley just ended up letting go and walking away. It's funny. Go on YouTube and look that fight up because it's, it's quite humorous. Gotta love a good privilege fight. They, they have no idea what to do
1: it was they weird. Haven't had to fight up, up for anything in their whole entire life Yeah, and now they have to fight and now they're totally
0: lost <laughs> it was weird but rather humorous incident that any nascar fan that witnessed it remembers it fondly nascar however wasn't as happy and they levied a $15,000 fine against him and placed him on probation for the remainder of the season aside from the fine the sheer number of hard crashes he'd been through in his short career began to take its toll. And this incident was a turning point in his career because he would then miss the next two races with concussion-like symptoms. He would come back and compete until he missed the last three races of the season due to a reported left ankle injury. In 18 races, he had no wins, no top fives, two top tens. Average finish of 18.9 with five DNFs in the truck series. All crashes. All crashes. He also competed in two Xfinity races. No wins, no top fives, no top tens. Average finish of 21.5 with one of those races being a DNF, I believe. It was listed as a DNF. I don't think it might have been. No. And to be honest with you, that's the end of his racing career. In January of 2017, John West Townley would retire before the season began citing injury and lingering injuries as the main reason, and his father shut down and sold off the entire family race team.
1: Thank God! it was over. Thank God it's over.
0: I heard he might have uh, used the time away from racing to go back to college. I believe that's when he went back to school.
1: Yeah, probably to take some business courses. Right. Obviously, yeah, run the chicken restaurant to the ground, crash yeah. that into a side of a mountain. Who the fuck knows? Nah,
0: his dad still has control of that by now. Well, so. now, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I had no, I had no information as to, to whether or he's not he. To. I had no information as to whether or not he had um, finished college or not, but that's essentially classified information, right? You're not allowed to see public record like that. So Mm -hmm. in 2016, he proposed to his then girlfriend and future wife, Laura bird. Uh, I've seen court reports that they had married in, I believe October, 2018 finding that was like pulling teeth by the way. Not much is really known about Townley's personal life after he left racing but he re-emerged in the public spotlight on August 15th, 2019. Again, specific dates are not good. Townley was arrested and charged with family violence battery, simple battery, and disorderly conduct stemming from an incident where he had allegedly grabbed his wife and thrown her to the floor, placing her in, quote... Reasonable fear of the safety of her life, limb, and health. As with anything legal with Townley, it gets very difficult to find any specifics, an issue we'll run into later as well. However, Townley would end up making a plea deal with the court, and he pled guilty to misdemeanor disorderly conduct in exchange for dropping his battery charge. He was sentenced to a year of probation and barred from any contact with his estranged wife for a specific amount of time. I don't believe I got the number on that because, again, very difficult to find. All right. Townley and his wife understandably separated at this point with her living in the home that they had shared, and Townley, now moving back to his parents' home, He managed to keep his nose clean legally, but on a personal level, his life just kept falling apart. On February 3rd, 2021, Townley filed for divorce from his estranged wife, citing, quote, living in separation and their marriage was irretrievably broken. All right, Jesse. This brings us to October 2nd, 2021. Now... I am going to quote the Athens-Clarke County Police Department report directly. At approximately, quote, sorry, at approximately 8.44 p.m., the department responded to a shooting at a residence in the 200 block of Morton Avenue. Upon arrival, officers located a 30-year-old female and a 31-year-old male, both of whom had been shot. The initial investigation indicates that John Townley, 31, arrived at the Morton Avenue residence that was occupied by Laura Townley, 30, and Zachary Anderson, 32, of Dunwoody, Georgia. Shortly after Mr. Townley arrived at the residence, there was an altercation between Mr. Townley and Mr. Anderson involving a hatchet. Oh. Oh, God. Let's continue the report. At some point during this altercation, Anderson fired several shots from his firearm. As a result, Ms. Townley and Mr. Townley were both struck. So wait
1: a minute, wait a minute. The hatchet, he broke into the door of
0: the bedroom with the hatchet. We'll get into that. Both were transported to a local hospital. John Townley died died as a result of his injuries. Laura Townley sustained serious injuries and is expected to survive. The investigation is ongoing. Now, what happened is, well, we'll never really know what exactly happened, okay? Because, mostly because there's a lack of reporting and access to the documents, but what we can deduce is that Townley, plainly upset, went over to his estranged wife's residence because the divorce that they had filed was not uh, finalized as it had been reported early in the investigation. Apparently they thought the divorce had been finalized, but it hadn't. So he went over there with a weapon, a hatchet, and he gained entry to the home, which was still his listed address on his identification, by the way, Townley confronted both of them, likely in the bedroom. A physical confrontation ensued. A hatchet still in Townley's hand, he breaks through the door like it's a fucking Kubrick
1: film. Yeah, okay, like The Shining. Here's Johnny, indeed. Here's Johnny West. Townley (laughs) Junior. I don't think he's a junior. No, he's not a junior, but he should be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's doing the best. uh, He's doing his best (laughs) Jack Nicholson
0: impersonation. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, so he starts a physical confrontation, gets involved with Anderson. Anderson got free and was able to retrieve his firearm and started putting rounds toward Townley, striking him multiple times in the chest and accidentally hitting Ms. Townley in the abdomen. My best guess here is that Townley had turned his rage when he got free of Anderson, to his estranged wife and began attacking her with the hatchet. That's the only logical solution you can come up with as to why both of them got hit. He was right with her. Anderson puts Browns down range. He acted, you know, simply acted at the other two were in the midst of a struggle, you know what I mean? So, John West Townley died of his injuries at the age of just 31 years old
1: Jesus
0: who saw that coming well yeah that wasn't on my uh,
1: on my uh, what do you call that uh, radar radar (laughs) bingo card oh it's uh, my metaphor card my betting my
0: cliche card my betting sheet it was on it wasn't on my cliche card it wasn't on my calendar I had no predictions yeah nobody saw this coming I mean you got a guy okay He's a quiet, mild-mannered guy. Gets into racing. There's no history of violence. There's nothing. He gets one little arrest when he's twenty for possession of alcohol by a minor. Right? Yeah, I know. I just saw her too. Um, and then he—it's escalating. He's constantly racing, constantly crashing, constantly getting head injuries. Much like our subject last week in um, Leroy Yarbrough. So he's getting repeated head injuries to the point where now he's starting to actually have problems like actual problems. That's keeping him out of the race car. So then he gets a DUI gets hurt, you know, gets another head injury, you know, just constant head injury on head injury. And it's starting to escalate and snowball out of control.
1: has yeah. yeah, so, a yeah. Every time he's, yeah. And when he stops wrecking, it seems to be okay, and his and he can conduct himself. He can actually almost win a couple races here and there. Yeah. And he could barely mumble his way through an interview. Right. <laughs> it's, and everything seems to be okay, but uh, you don't know which race is going to be the head injury that's going to be like, oh, okay, here's where your brain starts to turn into pudding. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just going to be a quick decline, and then you're going to become crash after crash after crash. You can't even do your job anyway.
0: Right, because... What skills
1: you did obtain are gone.
0: He didn't get into trouble with the law very often, but when he did, it was... It
1: escalated as quickly as his promotion to the next series up in racing.
0: It was almost exponential. He went from possession of alcohol by a minor... Which is Bandoleros. To DUI. Which is... uh car store to uh family battery
1: which is essentially domestic violence xfinity and and trucks truck series
0: and xfinity
1: to promotion.
0: attacking his estranged and soon-to-be ex-wife and her new boyfriend with a hatchet after breaking into the home crashing into the wall at pocono literally breaking in a in, car yeah literally breaking and entering an attempted murder and if that guy didn't have that gun and put him down, it could have got real
1: bad. God, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I it already assume, was. It I love a good was. story about, you know, what uh, a good guy with a gun. When seconds count, police are minutes nearby, that old saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you got a crazy guy with a hatchet who's willing to break into your home and attack both of you at once, what the hell is he capable of? Are <laughs> you actually going to survive until the cops get there? I mean, it sucks that she got hit, but he was the only reason that she got hit was likely because he was grappling with her and trying to kill her with a hatchet. Yeah, that's the only reason.
1: Yeah, who expects this to happen? Who expects someone to come and? I better put this gun next to my bed, Baroes, or else there's so going to be a hatchet wielding maniac going to be bursting in through the door.
0: I mean, it is Georgia, so it is the South. You know, I mean, the guys got guns everywhere, so. Literally The Shining, literally. Yeah, it's nuts, the escalation we saw. So he's dead. God damn,
1: that's not well, kosher. That's the, not good. I don't yeah, appreciate it's, that. It's a very
0: unfortunate end, but the last- It's
1: just a bizarre story. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's tragic, and it's just so out of nowhere. It's just- Out of nowhere. I mean, the guy was just, he was just a bumbling uh, punchline. Kind of, yeah. You know, but I'd rather not see this happen to the guy or to anybody happen. Rather see him go
0: to college and nurse his head injuries and, you know. Well, his his ex wife was a nurse, so he probably was looking for free care. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. The last word we ever really heard about the case was posted about a month afterwards. Uh, The investigation is still open, Athens Clark County Public Information Officer Lieutenant Sean Barrett said on the Wednesday afterwards. Uh, or the month afterwards. One aspect of the investigation is reviewing lab test results of items that were sent to the GBI crime lab. No final determination will be made until investigators have reviewed all the relevant evidence to include GBI lab test results, Barnett said. Until that time, the case remains open. Anderson was interviewed by detectives, but never charged. And I have never seen an arrest. I've never seen word afterwards. This was... No, if it won't be. He, yeah, there he won't be arrested. No, there's. It was two years ago. The witness survived. You know, Barnett said at the time we're not ruling out that this was potentially a self defense case related to a domestic violence type incident. However, the investigation is still ongoing.
1: Yeah, if, if he would have been charged, it would have been by now because a, per, a person it, has the right to a, a speedy trial.
0: Yeah, it, it would have happened. It would have now. happened already. I've never found anything where he was charged. So I believe that he got off on self-defense and probably rightfully so. In his obituary, Townley's family wrote, he was a lover of pets and adopted countless cats and dogs throughout uh, throughout his life. He fostered several animals from the Oconee County Animal Shelter. His true love in life was his family and friends. He rarely missed a family vacation to the beach, lake, or ski slopes. He was a phenomenal snowboarder. These trips allowed him to develop a special bond with his brothers and sister. They absolutely adored him. He also enjoyed spending time with his grandparents, aunts, and cousins. He confided to those closest in him that are, that his biggest supporters in life were his parents and grandparents, and that he would forever be grateful. Let's see, they didn't mention his wife. Anyway. Uh, well, they're not married. Well, yeah. John West Townley's grave is listed on Find a Grave as being in the, quote, Townley Family Cemetery. In Ocon- Eastville, Oconee County, Georgia. When you click on the link to that cemetery, there's only one grave listed, so that tells me that his grave is private, and the family does not want anyone to find it or visit it. His services were completely private, and everything has been shut down ever since. Can't really blame him, though. You can't find a damn thing about him.
1: No, I can't can't blame him for that, though. No one needs any extra trouble or anything else stupid to happen. They're trying
0: to move on. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a tragic event all around. Don't blame him. And um, that was John West Townley. So thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Where can we find... Or where can they find us? I think we're on Facebook now, at least. Yeah, we're on Facebook at... Uh,
1: race cars and jail bars. Yep, and we're also on Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah, we're on all the big ones now. I do podcast want, attic. I every, do everywhere.
0: I really would like to put
1: together a. uh Please give us a five star rating and just tell yeah. us, hey, we asked you to do it, and that's that was it. We just need the algorithm to help us out. It's tough because. We need the algorithm and word of mouth to do it because we don't have the money to buy ads. I would prefer not to put out (laughs) ad money to promote the show.
0: Yeah, we don't really have that to. It's free.
1: Five stars and word of mouth are free.
0: Yeah, if you go go over and hop on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. You don't even have to write anything. You could tell us that we suck as long as you give us five stars. That's all that really matters. Just to help the show grow, it's free. Again, if you're already on the app and listening to it, you just hit the button. Brent's on Twitter. I am on Twitter Brent Gleason zero one I'm on Instagram Brent Gleason zero one I would like to make an Instagram for the page because I like sharing pictures of the stories and stuff so I do that with our other podcasts which is a lot of fun uh if you're local to the New England region southern New England region you can listen to our other show It is a uh, seasonal podcast called uh, making Laps we do local racing coverage and we also do national and uh maybe international if we feel like it but again um. We're working on social media. We got an email address. We can send us ideas or feedback. Yeah.
1: Racecarsandgeobars
0: at com. Awesome. So we'll get better at the end of the show. <laughs> it's only our second episode. But, again, thanks for bearing with us. We've been fighting through a bunch of problems and format issues and uh, sound design problems and all this other stuff. So, again, we're working on it. But again thank you all for listening we greatly appreciate it and uh hey we're gonna see you next week jesse's gonna take over and do his episode next all right until then thank you